You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session 12. I just have to start this one off by saying how grateful I am to Rachel. I feel like she probably had no idea what she was getting herself into in terms of all the things that were going to happen during our time recording this. And I just want to say thank you to her because I really, really appreciate how real she has continued to be and how much she has brought the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, to this podcast and to this series. And I just think it serves so much because whether you're dealing with what Rachel is dealing with in this episode or some other version of that, I truly, truly believe that these kinds of conversations and seeing and hearing and listening to what other women are going through behind the scenes of their business is just the greatest gift we can give. And so just starting this one off with mad, mad, mad gratitude to Rachel for being here and for showing up in this. I think it would be so easy for her to kind of like tap out at this point in her journey when she's, you know, getting close to her due date, when she's experiencing a lot of pain and she just shows up for us every week. And it's so beautiful. So Excited for you to listen to this episode and let's dive in. All right, my dear, how you doing? Hello, I'm doing okay. I um I'm just in in pain from pregnancy. This one's been a lot harder yeah. <laughs> than my first. Yeah. And I like can barely walk. <sighs> my hips hurt so much. And so yeah, it's just been like physically really rough this week. I've gone to the chiropractor though like I'm doing the things I need to do but it's just I can only sit for so long and then I need to get up and hobble around and I don't know this part of pregnancy is not fun (laughs) yeah and it probably feels like even though you're kind of close it probably doesn't feel close right yeah it's sort of that weird place of like well I only have eight weeks left but I still have eight weeks left. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, just, and, you know, wanting to enjoy it. And I think it's really true what they say. I mean, you forget a lot of the pain (laughs) around pregnancy and childbirth. Otherwise, nobody would ever have more than one kid. Totally. You're like, wait, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't remember this. And I, I know I didn't have as much pain with my daughter just because she was my first, and this is the second one, and my body's like, okay, we've done this already. We'll just, like, start accommodating for things earlier, which means more aches and pains mm-hmm. earlier. But, um, yeah, it's just been – it's been hard because I feel kind of helpless. And it's funny, though, because uh, – my word of the year this year was receive, and I've really had to, like, mm-hmm. step into that because I've had to learn I'm not the best person at asking for help, and I'm not the best person at get it, giving up control. And so, like, I've had to really let my husband do things for me <laughs> and, like, sit down more <laughs> and not try to, you know, hobble around too much. And 
so it's been interesting to sort of see that in in my personal life, but then also on the business side, I noticed this week, like, I'm having a lot of resistance around handing things off to my VA. And it's not because I don't trust that she'll do a good job. Like, she's great. It's more like I'm just I, – I thought about it like it feels like I'm handing over my – like it did when I handed my daughter to a babysitter for the first time and left the house. Like, here's this thing that is so personal to me and I have to like let go of some of the control over it. I mean, I know I've managed people before and like, you know, I know I'm not giving up total control, but there's sort of that relinquishing of like, you'll take care of this piece mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll make sure that it goes okay. But, you know. I'm going to be gone for a few hours, so I hope my baby's still okay when I get back, right. you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's sort of how, how it feels. And I think, you know, that's that might be what was holding me back on the challenge, too. I did end up rescheduling it to the first week of August just so that we could have this conversation and also so that I could, like, give myself time to get things in a place where I feel comfortable handing them off and, you know, letting her run with it and... So yeah, I just, it surprised me that that came up for me this week. I want to give you a little context because this episode is actually going to be a little bit shorter because Rachel did ask to have a chat with me about something off the podcast. And I wanted to tell you guys this and be super transparent about it. And so did Rachel for a couple reasons. One, because I think it's a teaching opportunity, but two, because we've just committed to that transparency. So what I think the lesson is here is that (laughs) you can be so real and share so much and you don't owe everyone everything, right? I think sometimes when we commit to showing up online or being real or being vulnerable, then it almost feels like we owe everyone everything and what rachel is committed to is sharing her journey but this particular thing had to do with someone else as well and so she doesn't owe everyone everything nor does everyone rachel (laughs) comes in contact with oh any of us anything and so that's a good reminder for you and finding that line around what you want to share online and what you don't and just knowing that just because you've committed to being real it doesn't mean that it's a completely all or nothing thing. Just because you've committed to transparency, it doesn't mean that there's never anything that can just be left for you. So that's why this episode is a little bit shorter. That's what's going on. I really honor Rachel for being willing to ask for what she needed in that situation. And I really honor her for being as real as she possibly can while also respecting her own boundaries and the boundaries of everyone else in her life too. Yeah, I think there's like a lot to unpack here. <laughs> yeah. Totally. In a good way. Um, the first thing that's coming up for me is the pain piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously there's nothing like practical to do about that. But I think, of course, besides what you're doing, but I mean, I think it's just like really important to acknowledge that because I really do think pain affects our mental status so mm-hmm. much more than yeah. we're willing to admit. And I know you hate to admit things like that, right? You're like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, (laughs) right? Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just really important to say because I think especially like 
really pervasive pain where it's not just like one day is bad, but like days and days and days kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's really impactful. So I think just like that acknowledgement there is really important where it's not just like, well, hope you're, you know, sucking it right on up, but like, you know, (laughs) that's a heavy burden to bear. So I'm just like wondering if there's anything that feels like we need to like look at that a little bit more, if we just need to acknowledge it or what kind of comes up there. Oh, totally. I mean, it's it's completely impacted me mentally too. Cause I'm I've never had anything like this where I've felt like like my mobility is so impacted, mm-hmm. and then also just like my ability to do things, which you know I I'm a kind of type A when it comes to work, and <laughs> I like to get things done, and so it's like. It's interesting, though, because it's also like, I think my body is just telling me you need to slow down after I pushed myself really, really hard the past couple months. And I think I'm kind of paying the price. Mm. Um, And I think, you know, my body is telling me, like, you need to take it a little bit slower now Mm -hmm. that you can. And so it's almost like forcing me to, which is hard because, you know, I feel like, oh, well, if I'm just... Like sitting in bed, what can I be doing? But then also, you know, there there is stuff I can do. And then there's like the mindset stuff that I've really had to tackle this week because I've been feeling a lot of emotions around around just not being able to do much and feeling kind of helpless and feeling like, you know, I really do need to rely on other people right now for support, which isn't always the most comfortable (laughs) thing for me. (laughs) Really pointing out to Rachel and acknowledging how much that pain might be impacting her is really, really important. I think that sometimes in coaching, we're always wanting to find that reframe, find that shift. And of course that's super important and that's what we're doing here. But sometimes we also just need to give that acknowledgement, right? I think that so often we're quick to pass over things for ourselves. Like Rachel is, she's very quick to be like, I should be fine. I should keep going. And so having that acknowledgement is so important here where we can really say like, Hey, this you know, extensive amount of pain you're in is probably impacting you really, really significantly. Let's look at that. Let's give voice to that. Let's give grace around that. Let's give acknowledgement there. So again, of course, most of coaching is shifting a a mindset, thinking about things in a new way, pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone, all of that's still relevant and true. But also sometimes we just need that deep acknowledgement of where we're at and what we're sitting in. And that is absolutely true here. Oh my gosh, I don't know if you like realize like how many lessons you just like shared in there or how important that is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's a lot. So it's so funny because it's almost like all of your stuff just came to a head in that like one little thing that you just shared, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. It's like, well, first of all, you picked receive, which mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't our yeah. words of the year always take us on a ride, right? <laughs> um, but I think, you know, you just really identified a couple things. One is that conversation we had about like what's sustainable and how your pattern has been pushed really hard, need time off from that, push really hard, need time off from that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nail on head there. So that's really useful to see, even though it's frustrating. 
And then your other pattern is don't let anyone help me. Right. Mm-hmm. Take care of everyone else. I'm totally fine. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. So good news is the universe kind of just like hand delivered on a silver platter, like the perfect circumstance to heal some of that. Mm-hmm. Bad news. Definitely. The universe just hand delivered on a silver platter the perfect <laughs> right. circumstance to heal some of that, right? Yeah. Does that kind of feel what you're sitting, feel like what you're sitting in or what feels true there? Yeah, definitely. It really is like, it's a good thing and an uncomfortable thing. Obviously, I would rather not be in pain, but it it really has forced me to, to look at some of these things like real hard because, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I need, I need help right now and you know, it is uncomfortable for me. I've always been the caregiver. And so to actually have to express my needs and and then accept help, mm-hmm. you know, isn't the most comfortable thing for me. But it's definitely something that I've needed to work on. And now I'm really being forced to do it every single day, several times a day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but it, it feels good because I'm like showing myself that that I do deserve help and I don't need to be taking care of everyone all the time. And, you know, it's even – I've even been exploring, like, other ways. Like, I just hired a postpartum doula to help out once the baby's here. So, like, really knowing that I need a support system for me, too, <laughs> has been a really good lesson. Rachel's really sitting in that good news, bad news place that I mentioned when stuff comes up and gives us a chance to heal so much. I really see this happen for a lot of clients when they really get committed to a specific journey of healing some of this stuff like Rachel has. The situations will present and create themselves in order for us to do that. And in the moment, we often look at it like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. But in many ways, it's our manifestation of exactly what we want, which is to heal that, to transcend that, right? So I have noticed that a ton with my own word of the year, right? Rachel says receive, um, where when I pick something, a bunch of circumstances occur that I definitely wouldn't have chosen to create or wouldn't have wanted to have happen necessarily, but they show up giving me the exact opportunity I need to put that word into action, to step into that truth, to manifest the final result of that. And so that's sort of what Rachel is sitting in right now is that she really wanted to be in receive mode more, but she's in these difficult situations where she kind of has to lean into that. So it's really beautiful news and it can be really, really hard. And I, I just wanted to shine light on that because I think so many of us go through that and we think it's a deviation from the path and really it is the exact path. And so you might be seeing yourself in this in a totally different circumstance, but so often it is like exactly where we need to be. It's just that we haven't fully seen it through, right? So Rachel's probably exactly where she needs to be, although of course she doesn't want to be in this particular situation, but it's giving her this epic, beautiful moment and opportunity to heal so much of what she's been after. So if you see yourself in that, I hope you give yourself grace in that too. And I hope that you see that it is not, you know, a deviation from the path, but the actual path that you're on. I kind of have this theory that the universe like is endlessly patient with us. Mm -hmm but ups the ante each time a little bit. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, if I look back at some of the, like, really important lessons in my life, like, there were so many breadcrumbs and so many nudges along the way. And the universe was just endlessly patient with me, but it kept getting louder and louder until finally it, like, smacked me over the fucking head with a frying pan. Right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, 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 I see what was happening there all along. Like, you're here with me until I get this. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's completely true. I mean, I even think back to when I was thinking of leaving my corporate nine to five job. And at the same time, I was having like a lot of like gastrointestinal stuff Mm. going on. And I remember one day driving to work and being in so much pain that I like turned around and went to the doctor and and the doctor was like, I think you're just stressed out, which is always annoying (laughs) to get from the doctor. (laughs) But when I finally left my nine to five job, uh, all the pain stopped, mm-hmm. like all the <laughs> gastrointestinal stuff stopped. So it was seriously, I think it was that. It's like the universe is just so patient, but it's going to keep telling you, like, you need to pay attention to this. You need to to do this thing. And and then, you know, you learn your lesson mm-hmm. <laughs> finally. It's so yeah. true, right? Like it was mm-hmm. – that a lesson was always present with you. It's just that when you finally Mm -hmm. left is when it actually became obvious, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I think like the good news is it's not unclear. (laughs) We know what the lesson is, right? Yeah. Which is. Yeah. That I need to accept help and slow down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Slow down, receive, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Receive, yeah. So – in this way, there's, like, a beautiful surrender to that lesson mm-hmm. where, like, it's it just couldn't be more damn clear. <laughs> mm-hmm. So your job is to lean harder into that every single day. Mm-hmm. It's going to be super tough. Yeah. But at least you don't have to wonder, should I really be resting right now? Should I really be letting my VA take this? Should I really be letting my husband help right now? <laughs> you don't have to ask those questions anymore. The answer is... Right. Unequivocally, yes. yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes, completely. So that's good news because mm-hmm. you don't even have to think about it anymore. You're just going to have to deal with the experience of having to do that, right? hmm Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, learning to sit in, like, the discomfort of that and let that be okay, mm-hmm. that it's not going to be totally comfortable right mm-hmm. away either. Right. To go along with what we were talking about before about like this is the path, I really see that as being true when we're trying to have an outcome or learn a lesson, right? Like I think the universe is just endlessly patient with us, as I said, but the messages do get stronger and stronger. So what I see our job as is to listen to the lesson earlier and earlier, and if we haven't, to lean in once we realize it, right? So there have been plenty of times where I've ignored the lesson for you know, a very long period of time until it kind of hit me over the head with a frying pan. And then my job at that moment was to really recognize and lean into the lesson. And Rachel's so recognizing that for herself right now too, where there have been, you know, a ton of breadcrumbs <laughs> and messages around her needing to stop all of the caretaking and be more in receiving mode. And this situation is just shining such a light on it. But it's kind of like we can see it as, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Or, oh my gosh, this is probably intentionally happening and my job is to really lean into the lesson, right? 
So that's always been helpful for me is just kind of being able to look back and see like it was always leading up to this because it really reminds me that the universe acts with intent and that is always comforting in many ways. And so if you are on the same journey too, if you are getting those breadcrumbs, can you listen a little bit earlier? If you're way past the breadcrumb stage, can you just really lean into the lesson? And you know, it's so beautiful that Rachel has given us this gift to see this unfolding through her because when we see it in someone else, it's so much easier to acknowledge it in ourselves. So if you're seeing this happen for Rachel, are you able to go, how is this showing up for me? How is this happening for me? And really do some searching there for yourself too. That acceptance of it, I feel like transmutes it in a way, right? It's like, as soon as you're like, oh, I accept that it will be uncomfortable, but I still know the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gets so much easier in a sense when you're fighting the answer. (laughs) That's really when we experience the most upheaval and tension, I think, personally. Does that feel true? Yeah, that definitely feels true. I mean, you know, I, I broke down. I forget what day it was last week, but it was because I was just I was pushing myself. I was trying to act like I normally did and. Like the physical pain got overwhelming, but then like that sort of forced me to unpack what was going on emotionally too and mentally around it. So, you know, it it just came to a head. I had to look at it. Mm-hmm. When when it came to a head, was it something like really small, or was it like it just kind of all became clear? Like what sort of brought that to the surface? <laughs> It was totally something small. It was my husband, like, suggesting we make an appointment for the dogs to get groomed. And that was, like, the thing that (laughs) set me off. You're like, hell fucking no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I have too much on my plate to think about that. I just started crying and and then told him what was going Mm -hmm. on and that, you know, I just – you know, I think anytime you're in pain, everything feels overwhelming anyway. Absolutely. So like the one more thing on the to-do list that was I just didn't need at that moment was the straw. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's really helpful to see, right? Because mm-hmm. when it's that little thing, what it usually means for me is I actually knew the whole time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I did. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So the good news is like, it's not unclear. You absolutely know it's so obvious and so present. Like our work is now to be like, how do you implement it? And then how do you like sit Mm -hmm. in a discomfort? So practically, like, how do we do this with your VA? Practically, is there something you need to pull back on in the business? Mm -hmm. Like all of those things then become really relevant because the answer is unchanging, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the VA, with business in general? Like what feels helpful there? Um, we can start with the VA. I think that that would be good to start okay. with. So yeah. you're giving her your baby. <laughs> giving her my baby. Yeah. <laughs> it really does feel like that. And I mean, really, it's just like there are tactical things I just need to get together like just sit down and make a list and hand it over to her. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, I know it's going to be one of those things that like I've made way harder in my mind. And then when I actually sit down and do it, it'll probably take 15 minutes and <laughs> it'll be easy. But it's, I think it's that piece of like, I feel like, 
I don't, it's so different because I've managed teams before in the past, but it was like at a job that I was detached enough from, like I cared that they did a good job, but not so much. It wasn't so personal. Yeah. And so this just feels really personal to be like, here, take this thing and, and do it for me and and don't break it. <laughs> totally. I need it to be in one piece when I come back. Yeah. Tell me, is there something in particular that you would be most worried about? Like that she would do something that like upset a client or like upset, um, you know, like your community or is it just that she might do it wrong or not how you do it? Or like, what's the stuff that feels like the most present there? (sighs) I think it's just It's not even that I think she'll do something wrong. I think it's just I haven't had her work on anything like this Mm -hmm. before yet. Like I write my content and I hand it to her and she schedules it. And like that for some reason was easy for me to hand over. But this I think now I'm going to be asking her to write some stuff and I'm going to be asking her to, you know, eventually over maternity leave, like handle sending out newsletters and posting um, videos to Instagram. And so it gets a little more of like, I think I'm worried more of like losing my voice in it, like in what I'm putting out there. And so it's, I don't know if I'm articulating yeah. it well, but yeah. like, you know, I have a way that I write content and, and all of that. So it's like, well, now this other person's doing it. So, but I still want it to sound like me and of course I'm still going to review what she's writing before she puts it out there but I think that's sort of the fear of like losing losing my authentic voice um as I'm passing things yeah off to her totally so you just said something that is it seems simple but is actually kind of the answer to a lot of this on a practical level mm-hmm. of course we can talk more about the mindset but you're going to review it right Yeah. And that sounds so simple, but, like, I'll tell you, like, I review every single thing that goes out in a lit up life. Like, even, like, our podcast show notes, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I probably make a change to every single one of them. Mm Mm-hmm. And the girl that's been doing my stuff is absolutely epic and has been doing it for years. And to this day, I will still make a change. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not because she's not fantastic, right? Right, right. It's because I just like to put my own little touch on it each time. Mm-hmm. And so the reason I say that to you is because I think it's really important to see that, like, it's still worth getting the help, even if you change it every single time. hmm Yeah. Me not having to write podcast show notes still saves me an absolutely epic amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> compared to reviewing it and making one change. Exactly. Yeah. So – if she writes something for you and it saves you 30 minutes, but you even still send, spend 10 fixing it, mm-hmm. that's totally okay. Like, we don't need you to get to a point where you're never going to make an editor where you're supposed to, I'm using hand quotations, supposed to just trust her so much that you never do. Like, you can always have your stamp on it. Right. It's really just about how much time do you save in the process of that. So I wanted to just quickly visit this conversation around getting support in terms of the writing and how to still put your stamp on it. 
I feel like so many business owners take such an all or nothing approach with this. And I don't particularly think Rachel fully is. I think there's some other stuff that you'll see as we continue through this conversation, but I wanted to touch on it just so that if you were really resonating with this piece of the conversation, you could go deeper in it. And that is that no one will ever be you. No one will ever write exactly how you write or say it exactly how you say it. And so many business owners write off getting help because of that. But what I have found to be true over time is that someone can really, really support you in getting the bones of it ready and getting it to 80% and getting it to 90%. And you can take it from there. This happens all the time with my team where they're writing, you know, the podcast show notes or they're going to grab a newsletter and put it together from something else that I wrote, different things like that, right? And they're saving me so much time because they're able to get it so far along, right? But it's still going to be me. It's still going to need my final touch. It's still going to need my stamp. And there's nothing wrong with that. The amount of time that that saves me as a whole is absolutely tremendous. And I still get the added benefit of being able to make it mine, being able to put my stamp on it. So if you're in a place where you're really, really resistant to getting help in terms of, you know, repurposing content or getting support in that way, just remember that it really is not an all or nothing process there. It very much is a collaboration. And if someone can help you get to, you know, 80% done and 90% done, and you can take it from there, like that's all we're looking for, right? We do not need perfection there. We simply need that foundation set so we can take it from there. So if you're struggling with that, think about it through that lens. Think about still getting support, even if it's not quote unquote perfect. And if you're a perfectionist or you're a control freak, remember that you always get the final say, but it doesn't mean you can't get help. What comes up for you there? No, I mean, that that feels true. And, you know, I think it's I think for me, some of it is just like the front end work I need to do to get her started. But then, you know, I know that I am going to review everything and I can make edits and it will save me so much time having her take over this stuff. And Mm -hmm. I think part of what comes up, too, is like, oh, God, I need to get a lot of stuff in order before maternity leave (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because, you know, I'll... I won't necessarily, like, I don't know what that first month is going to look like if I'm going to have time to review things. So, like, I'm really going to have to do some work in the next few weeks of, like, getting stuff, getting her working on stuff so that I'm approving it, you know, reviewing it and approving it before this baby comes. Yeah, I mean, or fuck it. Right. When you just had a baby, (laughs) we go to best, not perfect. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) So, like, And I totally get that. That's not like in an ideal world, would you be able to review it a month in advance? A hundred percent. But the reason I said that last part is because I do think that the more you're mounting pressure on yourself right now, it's like the dog grooming thing. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Where you're like, yo, I just can't like they're going to need to like (laughs) get a bath in the tub or whatever. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's a little bit of this, which is like, we kind of need you to just let yourself get to the like best, not perfect. Like, so if, if you review a lot of it until then, and then she at least gets a vibe Mm -hmm. and then you don't review it then like, that's totally okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's certainly not going to change 
your business in that sense, right? It, it might feel really funny to you for a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's totally not going to have a, a long determining impact. Yeah. Does that feel true? Yeah, yeah, that definitely feels true. So I think, and you tell me if this makes sense, but I feel like it's almost like breaking down like what are those front end things into really, really, really small manageable tasks. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. especially when you're in all that pain, like your brain just can't look at a big task and break it down as well. Mm-hmm. And every task feels overwhelming. Like again, <laughs> you're yeah. going to regret saying this to me, but like again, yeah. the dog grooming. It's yeah. like <laughs> the thought of like making that appointment and driving their asses there is like so overwhelming, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even like just the calling them and making the appointment mm-hmm. <laughs> part, like, yeah, it feels so overwhelming. And it is the same thing with, with, like tasks that I need to give my VA. And I mean, you know, even sitting here, I'm like, well, I, sh- I also need to write content for the month that I'm going to be out. Like then it all starts like adding up in my brain and then I get so overwhelmed. And Okay. Yeah. You're not writing content for the month. Yeah. Out. Let's just, we're going to call that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. You're going to repurpose content for the month you're out. Yes. Yes. Better said, your VA is going to repurpose content for the month you're out. <laughs> yes. I like that. <laughs> Does that feel okay or what comes up for you there? No, that feels good. I mean, I have I have a lot of content that can be repurposed and like and blog posts that I've written that have never been I mean, they might have been broken down in the past and used as content, but like there are new ways she could take them and make them into posts. So the, all the content's there and that feels good. It's, you know, I'll just have to hand it over to her. and But that feels more manageable because then she's doing the work of breaking it down and creating a content calendar and then I get to look at it and approve it. <laughs> so that feels better than like, oh, God, I need totally. to sit and write hours of content for. Yeah, hell, hell, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> so I really want to talk about the why behind spending that time breaking things down into manageable chunks. That little exercise and doing it with someone like a coach or a partner can make such a difference when you're in extreme overwhelm, like Rachel's feeling between like the pain and the upcoming birth of her child and all she has to do personally and professionally for that, right? So just having someone sit and hold the space for us to go, okay, it's just going to be these six things or the first three things we're going to focus on are this. That really is surprisingly valuable. Like I think when Rachel's saying it out loud, you know, she's kind of quick to downplay like, oh, this seems so silly. I can't believe I need help with this. But I will tell you, I do this with my clients a lot because it's so hard to do on our own when we're coming from that place of overwhelm. So my call to you is if you're feeling this way in your business, which I think so many people are right now, obviously when we're recording this, schools still haven't gone back and a lot of parents are really in the position of deciding what they're gonna do with that. I know so many people are really, really overwhelmed by the monumental decision that they have to make around that if they're gonna homeschool, all of these things. And so, well, who knows what will be happening when this airs. My point is, sometimes we really do need to just break it down into the smallest, most manageable chunks. And sometimes we really need someone to hold space for us to do that. So don't write this off, right? Because sometimes that can seem like, oh my God, duh, of course I just need to like break it down, whatever, like I'll get to it. But 
it's like you can see how Rachel's almost immediately feeling better. It's like immediately taking a weight off, but it would have been really hard for her to hold space for that on her own because of how she's feeling. So just a little example of how sometimes giving that support, whether you're the coach or getting it, whether you're the coachee, even if it seems like a really simple thing, can be super helpful and transformative. Right? Okay, so that is good, but I don't know that that's like highest priority. Highest priority is like, what do you need to get her now? And then we can like stack from there. But tell me like what feels like the most present right now. Most present is the challenge. I Mm -hmm. need her to update my sequence and mailer light and the landing page. And really all the content is there. I just need to give her like, I also need her to edit some existing worksheets I have that have like my old branding on it and stuff. Just, but that's like, she'll just add the new logo. So really it's just handing that over and giving her a set of instructions of like, here's, you know, what needs to be included in each email that goes out. And here's what you can look at to update the landing page for this challenge, which is funny when I say it out loud, it's like, that's not that hard. But in my brain, it's like, oh, God, (laughs) this is also overwhelming. I really think and I feel like it's just worth saying one more time. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's so much more the pain. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm not trying to say like, okay, so like that means you're not gonna Mm -hmm. make it work. I'm just trying to say like, permission to not feel silly about it like I think that sometimes like even like I even know um for myself like every now and then I get really really bad headaches and again not to compare but it's like on those days like the decision of like what shall I eat or something Mm -hmm. like that feels incredibly overwhelming yeah yeah so just I I just want you to know like you don't have to feel like you're missing something here or whatever. Like the point of talking through it is so that you don't have to overthink it, you know, or feel silly about it. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So here's what I'm thinking. And you tell me if this feels worse or better. Okay. I feel like I'm almost thinking you do like one thing a day. Mm -hmm. Like today you give her the password for mail or light. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow you give her instructions on what to do with those emails. The next day, you maybe give her the password to the landing page. And you just tell her, like, hey, I'm going to drip a little of this out to you each day. It's just, like, I can only get to one thing at a time. Does that feel worse to think about it every day or better because it's so small? No, I think that's better because it it's so small. And it's, like, you know, one thing I have on my to-do list for that day. And yep. I can just get it to her and then move on to the next thing and – and here's the thing. If if you're, like, on a roll, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Like, keep going. It doesn't mean you have to be like, oh, no, I have to stop and mm-hmm. I can't give her that till tomorrow. But at least it won't feel so big, especially when you're feeling really bad. You're like, okay, I just got to give her this one password. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I can go lay down or whatever, right? Yeah. That feels good. And I was going to say that, like, if I'm feeling good that day, I can knock a couple things off. But mm-hmm. it takes away some of the pressure of, like, oh, God, I need to get all of this to her. (laughs) And then what Mm -hmm. happens is that I don't get anything to her until, like, Friday when I push myself too hard (laughs) Mm -hmm. to get everything done. So it's better to just, like, tackle one thing a day. 
Okay, so I wrote out six things. Do you want me to tell them to you and you tell me what you think? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have, and I'll put these in base camp, obviously. I have give her access to your email provider. Mm-hmm. Next thing, give instructions on what to do to update the emails. Mm-hmm. Next day, just like give her the landing page login. Mm-hmm. Next day, like give instructions on what to do with the landing page. Mm-hmm. Next day, give her the new branding and worksheets and then give her instructions on what to do with that. Yeah. What comes up for you there? No, that's good. I mean, that I like breaking it down like that. I think it makes it really simple. (laughs) It makes it less overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I think probably, I mean, this is me caretaking. (laughs) It's less overwhelming for her too, but Mm -hmm. you know. That doesn't really matter, but. <laughs> yeah, listen, it, it's good to, I think the thing is, is it's good to be dripping this stuff out to her until, mm-hmm. instead of like waiting till like right before maternity leave almost. Right. And then being like, here's all my shit because we're in a rush now, right? Right, right. Well, and you know what tends to happen each week, I think I put it as my win this week of like, I got my VA, my content for the week earlier or before she asked me for it uh-huh. <laughs> what tends to happen is like she'll ask me for it at you know on Friday and I'll be like oh crap I didn't get that to her yet so you know I think but it's because I, I've been doing this thing in my mind of like oh I need to get her this content I need to get her this content and then finally I do rather than just making it easy like this like okay mm-hmm. one thing a day and I'll tackle that so, yeah. Also, I think what's really useful to see is that it's not necessarily going to slow you down because this is six things. So it's six mm-hmm. days, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you would have either d- tried to make time to do all of this on a Friday or we can just do a little bit a day and it's done by a Saturday or whatever, right? Right. Right. Yeah. So I think sometimes that's good to see too where we almost think like, oh, I shouldn't be so like kind to myself or make it so easy or whatever. And it's like same outcome. It's just a little bit of an easier way for your brain to process it right now when you're mm-hmm. dealing with so many other things. Yeah, yeah. It feels good and it feels so much more manageable this way. Yeah, and then after this is done, we can move on to the next things like how are we giving her access to your content? What does she need to do for repurposing? All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's also like you just know in your brain like this first, that second. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel like that's on your plate, too. It's like that's not on your plate right now. (laughs) Right, right. Does that make sense? It does. It's funny because I kind of did this um, without really realizing what I was doing. But I did this with my husband over the weekend of, like, the things we need to get done before the baby gets here and, like, Mm. put it in a list and put it in order. And, like, you know, that was sort of – It was good to get it out on paper, but I feel like even thinking about that, like, okay, we'll check one thing off that list a day, too, Mm. (laughs) and it makes it so much more manageable. Yeah, totally, and especially because then you can ask for help with those things that they don't Mm -hmm. all feel like they're on you. It's like, today, as a team, we need to get this one thing done, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Versus, like, you end up just being like, oh, just do it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Okay. So I'll put those in base camp. We'll go through those really specifically. When you think about that, where does the mindset piece start to evolve from there? 
does it oh, feel lighter or does it feel like, oh, I still feel like really anxious about like giving her certain things? Mm-hmm. It, it feels lighter. Um, I think because it's breaking it down into bite-sized pieces and it's almost like, okay, well, she can handle this. So now I'm going to give her the next thing, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it's uh, it's like having the babysitter come over for a play date first <laughs> before I even leave the house. <laughs> so. <laughs> Meet yeah. and greet, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's helpful because, you know, what we're always trying to do and it's just good to see her is like, sometimes we need the strategy. Sometimes we need the mindset. Sometimes we think it's one. Sometimes mm-hmm. it ends up being another, whatever. So for you, it was yeah. almost like this is feeling like really mindset oriented. But then when you broke it down, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, actually, I think I was just overwhelmed. One really cool thing that I just want to point out here because I see it in clients all the time is that sometimes what we think the thing is isn't what it is, and that's why coaching can be so helpful. So for example, Rachel was really feeling like the delegation was way more of a mindset thing, and when we played this out today, it really ended up being way more of a strategy thing to tackle first. And sometimes it's vice versa. I'll have clients come to calls with me, and they're like, oh my god, we have all this strategy stuff to talk through, da 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 and they're like so in it. And like usually that's when they need mindset support, right? And so sometimes when we're like really in the mindset and we're feeling just totally overwhelmed, we think it's mindset support we need. Sometimes we just need really clear-cut strategy and vice versa. So it's really helpful how you can see here that the overwhelm was really blocking her from seeing what she really needed. And you know, the, the pain she's feeling was just making it really hard to see the next steps. And so that's why we were able to do that and why it was actually more of a strategy thing than a mindset thing. But again, this is where coaching can be so useful. And I really just want to point out the benefit of being able to hold space for someone like that, where you can really walk them through those things and then keep checking back in. Like, is this helping? Is this making it better? And I feel like sometimes as coaches, we feel that whatever the client brings is exactly what we need to solve. (laughs) But sometimes it's actually stepping back from that and being like, I hear you bringing mindset and I think strategy might be a really good solution here. Can we kind of go down that track and see? So again, when someone's in that, you know, place of overwhelm, like what they're really paying for is the support to reflect, hey, like maybe we could try this instead, or hey, maybe we could walk down this path and see where it takes us. Right. So just permission if you're a coach that like if someone's saying to you like, hey, oh, my God, we have to talk strategy. Sometimes you might need to say like, hey, it really seems like we might want to veer into mindset here. Let me tell you why or vice versa. And so just a little perspective and permission there that sometimes we do have to give that reflection or kind of veer off the client's agenda a little bit. But sometimes it helps so much. And that's exactly what the space is for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also good to just, you know, pay attention to. So like once you actually go to do this, like if the task is super easy and you're still feeling like intense resistance to it, then like reach out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And let's look at that, right? Yeah, yeah. But if like once it's easy, it feels super simple and you're like, oh, like I got all six of those done, no thing. Like, great. That's good too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was really helpful because – you know, I think a lot of it was overwhelm. Um, you know, there's mindset always, but but just even like breaking it down like this makes me feel so much less overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm a broken record, but one more time. 
(laughs) I really think you got to give yourself a ton of grace here because I think that pain piece is going to make everything Mm -hmm. feel overwhelming. Yeah. And so instead of fighting that and being like, I shouldn't feel overwhelmed or like, I should get past this or what's wrong with me here or whatever the stuff is that we do to ourselves. Like, I want you to just practice being like, of course I'm overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. How can I get help? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course I'm overwhelmed. Where is my support right now? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I think that's going to be the biggest piece. I mean, I have to just ask for help and and let people help me. <laughs> yeah. Can and, be and the biggest thing. Is- super, super reasonable that you need help. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't (laughs) unreasonable in any sense that you're feeling this way right now. Mm -hmm. Right. So the more you can kind of give yourself that permission, I think, you know, the more you can take care of yourself in that way, the the less the overwhelm is going to creep up. But anytime it does, just being able to go, cool, this is just a sign that I need support. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, this is a sign that, you know, again, insert whatever crazy thing we think, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, totally. And, you know, you you got – you got time. Like, we'll get the VA stuff situated. I know it doesn't – probably feels like an eternity and, like, no time at all at the same yeah. time. But, like, <laughs> truly, we will get that handled. And yes, at the worst, she's going to put out some content that you haven't reviewed. That is – that's the worst that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's – you know, I have to remind myself sometimes, like, this isn't brain surgery. <laughs> You know, nobody's going to die. It's all going to be okay. My friend Adrian so. always says, we're not creating oxygen. Right. And I really like that. I'm always, yeah. I always have taken that one um, and really reminded myself of that a lot. Sometimes <laughs> it can feel like it, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so good. All right. So I want you to really practice letting yourself get that support this week. I think that includes – me as well. So if you're having a Mm -hmm. mindset day or if you're really having a hard time giving her one of these tasks, like just reach out then. Like let me know what we can work through there and I will be there to support you. But do not feel like you're alone in this and do not feel like this is, you know, not something you should be feeling. It's just a space to work through. Thank you. You're so welcome. All right. Keep me posted. Reach out. I'll send you this list and we'll go from there. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.